near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst, the near post, get there, get there first. Hello football fans and welcome to this week's Near Post. I'm Aaron Walker and we're going out across the Australian Community Broadcasting Network. With me, as always, is Paddy Bordier. How are you, Paddy? I'm very well. I'm very well. This week, uh, my announcement is I have turned. You've turned? I have turned. You've turned. Okay, more on that later. I think I know what you're referring to. (laughs) And uh, before we go too much further, we've also got both Nicks. We'll start with Nick Senior. How are you? Aaron, very well, mate. And uh, Nick Junior, Nick Amy's. Oh, How's I'm things? Ex- oh, I'm excellent. Got to break off from uni next week, so I'm going to do even more less, less work than I usually do. Right, excellent. And it's all going to be football? Oh, definitely. Oh, oh, FIFA, FIFA 12 comes yeah. out on Thursday, getting keen for it. Life of a student. Oh, yeah. How good is that? <laughs> Feel the hate. <laughs> Coming up in the next half hour, we've got all the week's news from A-League, from the Socceroos, and from all Australian football. We'll have a closer look at the Kuehl versus Edmonton issue, the Soccer Holger's Choice and all that kind of stuff. As always, you can get us on flanagan.eman at gmail.com or at www.nearpost.blogspot.com on halftimeheroes.com and on iTunes. And as always, we have a show dedication and I think this ties into what you were saying just before, Patty. And this week's show dedication is drumroll. Tommy Orr and a fantastic goal he scored midweek for you direct. Yeah. You saw it, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Get on YouTube yeah, if you haven't seen it. Uh, mm. It's it's fantastic. He takes yeah. the ball. Dare he's, I say it? It was awesome. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's not even past the halfway mark. He turns his man. He opens. There's two central defenders back right off him. I know. What and, were they doing? Well, just have they not it. seen they, the they uh, clips of his goal? Backing and backing, mm. and then they got within the 18 yard box and he took a shot and they didn't said, he, "Oh, geez, we didn't." He hit it sweetly and it went top left hand corner. Like a bullet. Fantastic. Anyway, great goal. Tommy Orr mm. for our dedication. And we'll move on to the quiz question, guys. Tough one this week. Mm-hmm. Name any of the two previous medals of the Harry Kuehl medal. For those of you who don't know, that's Australia's equivalent of the PFA's Young Player of the Year. You've got to be under 23 to win it. <sighs> Last two years. So I know that big names have won the PFA medal, but mm-hmm. you're talking the junior medal. So yes, not Schwartz right. and not mm-hmm. Cahill. Harry Kuehl. <sighs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, mm. Nick Jr., you know everything about well, football. since oh, it's under senior. 23, that automatically rules out any Perth Glory player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You make a joke, and yet you poke me a little bit with a sharp hill. <laughs> oh, um, I'm not sure. Um, I, I bet your next year will be Bernie Abini, but... Um, oh, <laughs> no, um, I, I'd, I'd go Mitch Langerak, uh, just doing really well in his final year of victory and going over to Dortmund. He was, he was dominating then, wasn't yeah. he? Mm. And then the other one I'm not really sure. The other one I know, and I'll give you guys a clue. He uh, stands between the sticks. Ooh. Stands between the sticks. Stands between the sticks. Mitch Langerak stands between the sticks. Yes. Oh, is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just said that. I'm, like, I'm pretty Matthew, sure I know the other one. I'm going, I think he aims young, between the sticks. Matthew Ryan was the young player That was the, the A-League one, though. Yeah. A-League. This yeah. yeah. is PFA. And something I didn't know yeah. about the PFA awards, you're actually allowed to... You can win it if you're not an Australian player. I mean, Thomas Broach is, uh, is uh, nominated this year. So, oh, right, okay. so it's not an Australian player. Right. It's just a, someone associated with Australian players. Anyone who pays the union dues, they're in. How much are those union? Um, Ruka Vista was he the two years ago still under 23 now eligible to win again makes me a liar and nominated (laughs) but but he's a PFA award winner but he's not the apple of Holger's eye he's not the apple of Holger's eye and I don't rate him that highly (laughs) so 
Anyway, we'll move on with news. And uh, the big news is that Olsik has named his 19-member squad for the Friendly Against Malaysia in Canberra on October 7. And, uh, of course, there's 19 names there, but all the focus is on two names that weren't there, one being Harry Kuehl and the other Brett Emerton. Mm. More on that later. So here's the thing. This is the object of my turning, Oxford. I think he's doing the right thing. I think he's really stood up. The press conference was a bit tetchy and he had some things to say and he put it down on the table. I was pretty happy with it. We'll get mm. into it. But I think he I Fine. think when yeah, we're finally seeing uh, a coach that's that's taking it to the man. Okay. Mm. Uh, Melbourne Heart insists it has no regrets on passing up the chance to snare Stockeroo star Harry Kuehl. Is that just coming up them coming out and saying, Oh, we could add him but we weren't interested? Mm. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Is this a good way of getting them? <laughs> Name in the paper? I mean, you can't have a football story in Melbourne without mentioning the word cool, so... Adelaide United have swooped for former Brisbane Raw star Milan Susek and ex-Sydney FC defender Anthony Golek. Strengthen their squad ahead of the uh, ahead of campaign just a week out, so two squad players in there. So mm. who's monitoring the Adelaide uh, salary cap? Because it's getting pretty oh, tight yeah. in there. Just, mm. They've got a pretty players. deep team. Bruce Chute, Van Dijk, Vitasic, no. Caravella, McCain, yeah. With all due respect, I don't think Susek or Golek are really going to no, no, uh, oh. stretch the cap. As you say, squad players for me. The, the salary cap's pretty tight, so when you're looking at squads, players, you need to be looking at juniors, you need to be looking at guys that aren't earning that much and I reckon these guys are earning a little bit more than a junior. Really? I think it's I'm, pretty tight in there. I think, you, I think you're absolutely kidding. If, if Adelaide didn't sign these two, they wouldn't have been playing in the A-League. They both know it. There's no spots really? for them. Any really? Oh, you're really? harsh. I think they're pretty Phoenix good. Phoenix would have them up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Wellington, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. These guys are lucky to be professional footballers and they'll be on minimum wage. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <Wellington>. <laughs> Aaron, laying it down today. Wellington are paying their players in wool, aren't they? <laughs> And I think they're paying them at all. Gold Coast United are taking steps to rectify some of the issues with community engagement that have plagued the expansion club since their early entry. They're looking to double their numbers of members, which won't be too hard. They're looking to 7,000 average, average this year. Do you think they'll get it? Um, They've announced some pretty impressive ticket prices, $5 for kids. Yeah, it's that, pretty cheap, isn't good. it? Yeah, 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 look, uh, they're definitely doing the thing, the right thing, but have, have they come too late to the party? Uh-huh. You know, I think there's so much disillusion. The, the people that even care about football on the Gold Coast are disillusioned. It's very difficult to bring in new crowds. Okay. And will money be the just Yeah, and they've lost a lot of players. Yep. Okay, the FFA has released the Westfield W League season for 2011-2012 with Adelaide United opening proceedings up against our very own Canberra United. Guys, a point was made on Twitter today by uh, Melissa Barbieri. She oh, said, I saw it. She said uh, they released the draw and in the backing was the We Are Football campaign which tries yeah. to include everyone, all blokes. All guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure there's none of that Ouch. in the W League. So, uh, yeah, and it just shows... That a little behind the times on that mm. stuff, and they're not promoting it properly. And it's a great advertising campaign. <laughs> we are I mean, football. It is, yeah, it is, it is a problem. They haven't got the W League, but it's a great advertising. Yeah, campaign. but they do need to take a step up yeah. for the W League. SBS and Fox are expected to engage in a fierce fight over the rights to show the AFC Asian Cup in 2015. Good to have two bidders there. Yeah, mm. oh, it's great that we've got two bidders. I don't know if it's fierce is the right adjective. It's interesting though because this isn't. They're not bidding with. Uh, FIFA uh, for it. It's a separate sports sports company. It's a separate sport, a sport company management. that controls the Asian Cup. Right. So, sort of all the normal financial arrangements for soccer is games are off. It's open slaver. I, for one, would prefer SBS. Oh, I like their coverage uh, better. But, uh, yeah, it's 
like we say, mm. it's good that there are. Whatever red. delivers wall to wall football for me. Yeah, care. that's yeah. right. However, it comes. Yeah. Central Coast Mariners have continued their impressive pre season form with a 2 0 win over Wellington Phoenix. Goes to towering towering defender Patrick Zwandwick and emerging young striker Bernie Ebini Essi. Nick, did I pronounce that correctly? Uh, I just say Bernie Ebini. So I think mm. you're forgetting the prefix uh, near post Bernie Ebini. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. Future soccer. What about Mustafa Amini? He was my favourite. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a new season. A-League Ranger of the Year for 2010. (laughs) And Newcastle and Jets are on track to reach a very impressive 10,000 membership members this season. Uh, More than 8,000 people have purchased members so far, and there's some pretty impressive numbers up there. It's it's a great parallel, isn't it? Newcastle versus the Gold Coast and the way that they've gone about uh, setting their teams up for this Mm. season, setting their, uh, um, and by teams, I mean, squads and uh, season ticket holders and administration. I think Newcastle are doing all the right things, best practice model. Well, except for having... Gold Coast just behind. Last week on the show, I confidently said that Jason Kleiner's Mm. uh, injury would be covered. Oh, yes, yes. Turns out pre-existing conditions... Well, they they say it was a pre-existing condition. I think the kicker here is that because he already had an injury, it's now not covered in insurance. If it was covered in insurance, they could go out and spend that money on another marquee player, but because because it isn't, they now Mm. have to pay his wages for for the same injury. So what you're saying, Nick Nick Senior, is that you lied to the nation, to the world. Well, I was going off the media reports at the time that were more gentle to Newcastle, Mm. and the whole, well, we've signed the Suns coach and... To be the highest paid player on the team, and it turns out he's not going to play for the whole year. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. Yeah. Anyway, quality player, and we wish him well. We might get into the well. meaty oh, part of the show, guys, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll kick it off with Socceroos, the big one. Mm. And so, a press conference held today, 19 man squad, Emmett and Kuehl out. Now, for, me, for mine, that issue has just plagued all the talking. That's all the talk. It's all yeah. been Emmett oh. and Kuehl. And I oh, think there's some really interesting talking points in this squad that just haven't been touched on at all. Let's get into the and Socceroos I, themselves. Oh, oh. The is there, is the there really yeah. a lot to talk about with this squad, given yeah. the, the lack of change since okay. the last game? Well, let's start with the lack of Emmett. Mm. Who's going to fill that spot? Do you push Do you push uh, Wilkshire up into right mid? Personally, I'd like to see Reese Williams come in and give him a real good go. Uh, are you talking Reese Williams uh, right back or right, right mid? mid? You're right. talking Reese Williams He's a right pretty mid? versatile so. player, so yeah. he could probably do it. I, 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 I think James Treacy could crazy. play on the right instead in the Amaran game, but whether he makes it to the actual competitive match, I'm not sure. I like him. He's a nice, quick player. Another option, maybe pushing Lucas Neal out to the right, right uh, back spot, which area he's played a majority of his club career, and then Luke Wilshire up into uh, right mid, where I think he does a very amiable job for the soccer. I, I would put a- Wilshire right mid and Reese Williams behind him. Mm, no, I'd, I'd have the other way. Just a, a like. You can experiment with the defenders around the back when you've got sort of Lucas Neal and Wilshire to sort of anchor the defence. Yeah. For, if you've got a guy like Zulu who is. A little bit up and down. A bit what of stability are, around here. I, I'm anticipating Ogonofsky and Neil as the two centre-backs. Mm. Yes. It's rare that... Well, my belief is Ogonofsky is... <laughs> my belief. Uh, he's not a young player. And so the reason he's included in the squad is because they intend to play him in the mm. first team. They're not filling the squad Spranovich with development for position. Malaysia for me. The Malaysia game. Yeah. And then... Yeah, right, OK. The yeah, one, we, I mean, the that's the other thing. They are yeah. close together, so we yeah. may see a bit of variation in that. Mm. So, Nick Jr., what were the names that jumped out of you in the squad? Any, any there that surprised you? Or? Oh, no, not really. Um, obviously, uh, the omissions are a bit more um, prominent for me. For like Tommy Orr didn't get picked, neither did Rikovitsa, but then again, he's been left out for the last few games, which is a bit disappointing because he was doing really well for Socceroos, I think. Um, mm. 
I, I, I really want to see Robbie Cruz get some more time on the field. Yeah, I think it's our bench that um, has a bit of depth this time mm. and some attacking possibilities in it. I think I'd, it's pretty I'd good. like to see Adam Sorota get a go. He's, yeah. he's sort of the one... I think he's about the only one who wasn't in the team for the last squad right. for the last. So Sorota's game. not really getting any game time over at Uterect, where the other two are. So why is he getting mm. picked for the Socceroos, where someone like Tommy Ola is being left out? That's a big question. I, I think there's more behind it, and I think it's Ox is actually letting some players start, uh, establish them, stay in their leagues and their teams, and establish themselves. And I think uh, Tommy Ola is one of those players. And maybe Sorota has to play well for the national team to show that he is That's capable right. of playing well. Sorota isn't playing as regularly, but or is, and or needs to establish himself. I think for for me, the player that we haven't mentioned, that a player who's crazy on form, is Brosk. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, again, this is the bench I was talking about. We've got Brett. I'm anticipating Bross, Cruz and Kennedy on the bench. I think that's a great strike force. It's been, you know, the many a day we've seen the Socceroos with no depth and no mm. uh, striking options on the bench. Now or Scott McDonald, which is... Or Scott McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Cahill? Uh, injury, I didn't I didn't see... I watched, the, I watched him playing for Everton. It didn't yeah. look good. He was uh, wriggling around on the ground like he was really genuinely injured. Right, and okay. I thought it, lo- it looked pretty bad to me. But yeah. uh, he's in the squad, and I assume if he's in the squad, he's going to play. Well, this is the Cahill way, he's, isn't it? He's Cahill, a pretty tough guy. Yeah, Cahill makes it down to games uh, regardless of injury, and you rarely see him... I don't think I can recall him ducking a, uh, a game, mm, no. even though the opportunity's been there for him to, to take it easy. But I think if this is a real injury, then it's perhaps we're not going to see KL here, and maybe you're going to see Holland and Kennedy up front, which wouldn't be the worst thing. No. no. Now, all six official reasoning for leaving out Edmonton was that he's mm. just changed clubs and he's not quite match fit. He needs a couple of games to get his uh, fitness up. Now, he played a couple of games for Blackburn, a couple of, well, at least one pre-season game yep. for Sydney, where you look at someone like uh, Matt McKay, my, my pick for the PFA Player of the Year mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. or whenever they announce it, and uh, McKay's played six minutes since the grand final. So how much water's in that? Yeah, look, I think uh, I, don't, I don't rate Oxex. Um, I, I, I prefer to read into it a bit more deep. I don't mm-hmm. think Oxex is t- telling quite the, the whole truth there. In fact, very little of it. I think that this is entirely to do with pressures from the FFA. And Oxford's been caught between a rock and a hard place as to how he can choose. In the press conference, he was talking about that, you know, internationals are FIFA dates and the A-League is not respecting those. And he made that point very clearly. And I think he's absolutely right on it. Yeah, but... This is a position he's been forced into. And he's made the right decision for Australian football, but he's not happy about it. So very few leagues around the world place their league match weekends on a FIFA date. How does the A-League do that? I, I would well, say well, because none, none of them play yeah. generally. If, almost, almost all. The if Kill and Everton yeah. hadn't come across, we would have no Socceroos. Is it because we're a footballing backwater? Anyone? No, it's because the A League's taken the extremely sensible decision of instead of trying to compete with the AFL and NF, NRL finals, that they're but getting clear. Why not, cl- why not have it one week later? Because the season's already compressed and it's far too yeah. short. And as the people having to fill six months of half-hour weekly radio shows about Australian football, <laughs> I, we That's know how long the off-season is. It's been a long off-season. Uh, and anybody listening to us, we'd uh, like to uh, thank you for still listening. Congratulate your stamina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we are coming to the beginning of the season now. So someone who I think was a little bit uh, unlucky was Aston Villa's Chris Hurd. Had oh, a bit of interest uh, recently from Scotland. A right-sided player. I, getting I, a bit of game time for Aston Villa and also Emmett and out. Surely now, when you time. say... There's space in the squad for a right-sided player when you've got a right-sided player missing out. When you say interest from Scotland, you're talking the national team and not Scottish leagues and a starting spot. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's a big issue. I don't I don't think he was ready. So I think it would have just been stupid to call him 
him up and give him a cap just because, oh, maybe Scotland will take him. How many of the players' names that you see in that squad are ready to start in an English Premier League lineup? Yeah, it's a, it's not like, many, but it's more that Aston Villa didn't have the depth, and then they they brought across Alan Hutton from Spurs, and Hutton started every game since he's arrived. Okay, I think uh, if I remember Harry Kules, and this is showing my age a little bit. Sorry, Nick Junior, uh, back in the day, uh, as they say, uh, when when Harry Kule was was looking to find a spot in the Socceroos, um, there was a big argument about his his age versus his ability, and I think. Uh, and the the basis was if he's starting, um, I think he was even first division then, wasn't even Premier League. If he's starting at that level, then he's good enough. Mm. And I think Hurd's not quite Harry Kuehl level, but I think he's good enough. I'm surprised not to if see he, him in if there. If he was playing regularly, <sighs> he's pretty good, man. He is. Uh, he was. Yeah, he was doing okay at the beginning of last season. This is about my main. How many games has he momentum. played this season total? Two. Uh, Two or three, probably. Yeah, that's all right. Mm. How many others in those, like Aaron points out, how many have made the Premier League or could make the Premier League and play three games in the beginning of the uh, season? If, if he's not... Cruz is getting no game time whatsoever in the second division of Germany. Mm. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's coming on just I at the end of games, I think he started last week, but yeah, he hasn't, played, he hasn't started anything before that. Yeah. Oganovsky couldn't even, you know, uh, get into Bundesliga second division. Like he's he he's a pretty good player. He should be in there. But Robbie Robbie Cruz was really good in the Asian Cup. Hmm? It may be my only possible. Like, well, my thoughts on this are that maybe Okasek is leaving in there so that he can establish himself a bit more. Maybe he's on the verge, and that's something. And again, with the Tommy Orr situation, I and wonder if this Ossiex is kept in a the pretty settled squad as well. So introducing new players. Oh, yeah. All right. So heard heard for Socceroos. Come on. Okay. Mm. Let's move on. And last Tuesday we saw the uh, Oli Roos to take on their uh, we did Olympic oh. uh, Olympic qualifying I'm trying to repress the memory. <laughs> a, a disappointing nil all draw. Mitch Nichols came out after the game and apologised to the fans. And uh, I watched the game. It was pretty dour affair there, guys. Yeah. Uh, what's what's going on? Turgid's another word. Yeah, I struggled through it. Uh, Vidmar. I don't know if he's gone so far as apologise, but. Uh, he was very disappointed. He was very disappointed yeah. in the in the performance. Mm. It's th- this is the group qualification for the Olympics. That's correct. That mm. winner goes to the Olympics. They need to be bringing it. This was a home game. Yeah, really disappointing. Really mm. disappointing that they weren't fired up for it. Yeah, look, look, it's not a very exciting squad for me. I mean, even even among A League players. It's missing some I of the agree guys with that. who. It really does lack a bit mm. of star power. It might be mm. worth pointing out in Vidmar's defence that he didn't have access to any of the overseas players. Mm. The Leckies, the yours, these guys didn't play. It was an entire A League squad. A League isn't the pre season, so they had a bit of an excuse to be a bit rusty, but still, UAE at home. And it wasn't just the result, it was, the performance was really. We're really not talking mm. a friendly here. This is a. Yeah, yeah. this and is a the, big, big The transition yeah, the from the back to the strikers is really slow. Right. It's just slow. They get it, they play it sideways, and at one stage you saw Vidmar on the sideline. Just remonstrating for them to yeah. get forward, get it forward yeah. quicker, guys. And this is the guy who led Adelaide, you know, to play a four-five-one yeah, through the Champions League, yeah. through the Champions League on, on sort of very fast and attacking mm. football on the counter-attack, and we just weren't seeing was, any of that. It was the worst game I've seen from a sort of you know not Socceroos slash under twenty-three team since the Q8 game they had in Canberra a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, it was tough going. It was really tough going. Look, slow. in that group, you've got UAE, you've got Iraq, and Uzbekistan. Um, okay. We, the, event, the the positive from this game is we didn't lose it. Yes. Uh, and we've got somewhere to go. But, yeah, it's not looking great, is it? No. It was tough to go. Like, I love my football, and that was a tough game. And I yeah. want to see, you know, the... Uh, the next generation. The Ollie Roos, the next generation. That was tough to get through. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay, and uh, moving on, today we saw the uh, release of the W League schedule for the year, which Woo-hoo! is an exciting thing for the near post. We're big uh, Canberra United fans here. Yep. And uh, one thing which has happened over quite recently in the W League is that Melbourne Victory have gotten rid of uh, Matilda's captain, Melissa mm. Barbieri. Very strange decision Ruthless. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah. got any inside information? Uh, inside information, mm. other than uh, or random thoughts, Patty. I'll take yeah. random thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's chuck in random thoughts and call them inside information. Uh, yeah, look, Babieri was really uh, messed around there, I was, uh, and she she said as much on mm. on Twitter. Uh, if you read between the 140 characters, <laughs> um, has she got a new club? Yeah, she has. I think she's gone Melbourne Heart. And is she is correct? something of the pin-up girl for Australian Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. absolutely. She's got a lot of followers. and Yeah, she's really, just how, really how surprising. How do you think this comes down to money? Do you, do you think she's one of the few players which is on uh, some decent coin in the women's, women's league? Well, here's the, the irony of it all. It's Melbourne Victory, yes. the club that are reaping the rewards of the, 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 the Kiel train. 16,500 members. Yeah. yeah. And they managed to, to get away with it, which, I, you know, as in there wasn't much media attention on it. I thought it was really disappointing. There are only football stories that involve Kuehl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if Kuehl had been moved. linked to that. <laughs> so I understand she's now going to be playing for Newcastle, but not actually oh, living okay. in Newcastle. She's going to be she's playing for games. Newcastle, not Hart? Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't Jets. entirely sure. Wow. Yeah. Right. So, uh, very interesting. Is Nathan Tinkler going to, you know, get to <laughs> send down the lead yet for it? <laughs> I'm really not sure there. But uh, guys, did anything else to strike you with the uh, with the um, W League fixtures? We know, we mentioned earlier that it'll be Canberra United and Adelaide to uh, well to kick off the the opening uh, Brisbane Raw, the uh, previous champions versus Sydney FC is going to be a great game. Okay. Yeah. I think you know the thing that strikes me the W League, and I know they have to do it. It's very very short, oh, so yes. it's a twelve weeks. Mm. Mm. Uh, October, Double headers as well. Yeah, October twenty first to Jane twenty eighth. So if you're interested in women's football, get on it. Don't uh, don't wait for it to warm mm, up. It's not yeah. going to. It's going to get straight into. And it. Nick Junior from overall strategy for the FFA. How important is it to keep to keep the girls happy to keep them in the game? Oh, definitely. They they, they will be the first national the team. Girls, yeah, they, they will be the first national team to win the World Cup. I, I'm going to say yeah. right now. Mm. So they really need to make sure that that is strong because that the the women's market is just. Untapped potential because your, your football codes they can't um, even wish for that kind of coverage, mm. and we've got it right there. And so credit where credit's due, these guys are team. high performers. Oh, definitely. And, mm. um, it was beautiful football at that World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, so, some of the defence was a bit dodgy, but attacking wise, it was brilliant. So the A League is on shown on Foxtel. The uh, W League is shown on the ABC. ABC. I shouldn't give those rights away for free. The ABC doesn't pay anything to use um, them. Guessing that's the case. Yeah. How much merit is there in tying the W League in with the with, in with the A League and in with the Socceroos and giving it as more of a package and saying, look, we'll sell you the rights to the Socceroos, but you have to include a half hour highlights package of the W League every week. Hmm. Hmm. I'm I'm not sure. I don't give that idea any merit. Viewed that often on no. Fox Sports. At least with it on being on free to wear, you get the. At least a wider possible audience, but yeah. mm. and you get the near posts Lucy Zellich okay. commentating some of the Canberra games. And, and, I'm, and I'm talking about I'm talking about a highlights package. I mean, that's something we don't get. It's something I'd be mm. interested in. Yeah, I yeah, like the highlights good. package. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting down and watching an, uh, an entire game is not something I, I'm always going to do. I do it. I probably watched two or three games last season, but I think a highlights package is something which I could really uh, pick up and watch every week. Anyway, yeah, well, there's some steps to be taken in terms of the marketing, as as uh, Babieri pointed out, and as we're pointing out, there's steps to be taken in the marketing of the W League. Mm. We'll move no on. 
something which the near post has uh, taken to heart this season is the uh, Fox Sports Fantasy A League uh, competition. This season, uh, <laughs> taking a heart and a whip and your uh, arses. And uh, if uh, my boss is listening, you should uh, probably turn off just for a second. I know it uh, <laughs> takes up a lot of my time at work, and I'm sure you guys are the same. So, uh, what, what are you? It got very there? competitive let, between Patty and I. Yeah, let, let's face it; it's football and it's numbers, and we are the nerds, and this is the uh, this is our passion. So yeah. your fantasy football, um, the Near Post League is, I think it's called Near Post Radio. So, well, what's, what's the code there, Patty? Do you have it on you? I don't have the code on me. I'll bring it, it next week. It was on last week's podcast. It was on last, yeah, week's, podcast. last ju- week's podcast. You can just uh, search for Near Post on the yeah, Fox, Fox Near Post Radio, I've called it. And we've got a few people joining in. We're keen to get uh, more in. Keen to get more, yep. Yeah, and uh, I know that Nick Jr. has uh, pretty much got as many Central Coast Mariners players as he possibly can, <laughs> which so, isn't a horrendous idea. So now yeah. I'm in the Premier League competition, mm. and you can basically afford whoever you want. Yeah. Oh, yes. The A-League one is budgeted much, much, much tighter. Yeah. Well, well, I, took, I took two or three players that I was really interested in, and that's and part of the budget just, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that just like the A-League compared to the Premier League? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, but uh, who are the must-haves, guys? Who are the absolute guys that you cannot miss out on? Now, I've taken Shane Smeltz, and he's my captain. Yeah. Yeah. History has taught me that if you have Smeltz, no matter who you're playing for... Smeltz, Van Dyke. Gorekovic uh, uh, three very reliable. Any of the Mariners back four, I would, I would yeah. definitely say. See, for me, the must-haves don't come down the heavy end of the dollar. One of the cheap ones. That's how you. That's how you get Terry, through this. Terry same. Antonis. Yeah. Antonis is playing in defence. He's going to be midfielder <laughs> attack, I think. So um, I think he's worthwhile getting. And a steal at a thousand k. And a, uh, mm. I hate to steal your. Funder Nick Junior, but uh, Ibini is is up mm. there as is quite a cheap option, and also Amini is also there, uh, reasonably cheap. So it's the cheap players I think that it's going to make the difference. In Marcus Reyes is sort of mid priced option for Melbourne Victory. He's one hundred and fifty. I left him out because Melbourne Victory have so many strikers. Oh, they got yeah, they got Archie yeah. Thompson. They got the all stop. How much game time is yeah, that? Yeah, going to get. Yeah. But he's awesome. Kula, <laughs> <laughs> I assume, will be uh, floating around up there as well. Mm. Now, the cheapest guy in the entire competition is Slory over at Adelaide, who I have actually. <laughs> $50,000, and he scored I in could, the I could not. I could not miss out on that opportunity to have a, a decent player who, at that price. At the cheapest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I might just throw one in here as well, and it's uh, young James Meyer that plays for Brisbane Raw. He's $125,000, mm-hmm. which is very cheap. He did he score scored, some goals last year. He yes. scored every time One against the Mariners year. to equalise. In pre-season, he scored two against the Phoenix in a, in a 5-2 win, and he scored a hat-trick in a 3-0 win against Queensland University. So he's clearly getting game time. He's in Ange Postacoglu's fan in plans and uh, his very cheap mm. option. Right. Oh, you heard it here first. I'm yeah. going to go home and change my <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap this up and we might go quickly to uh, Nick Jr. and speak about a topic which is very close to his heart. Over the last few weeks we've been profiling one A-League team at a time and mm. uh, we're running short on weeks and we're running short on teams but this week it's going to be the Central Coast Mariners. So yes, Nick, take yes. it away. Who's okay. the ins, who are the outs and what are the key, key points? Okay, outs. Um, a lot of players we don't really care about because they were injury prone and whatnot. And Perez, who was mm. uh, it was good, but he wasn't on the field enough. In my have opinion. they improved? Are they going to? I think that they have improved. Like they've kept the same mm. like the Perez. same core yeah. and they've strengthened the bench. We've got. The, I think we have the strongest squad in the air league, probably tied with Adelaide. Maybe now. I don't Mel- know. Melbourne have got who, who a decent striking there? force. I mean, who there's nobody is? there who matches up with Bernie Abini, but oh, the defense <laughs> is very shallow there. Okay, so we've brought in Justin Passfield, Troy Hearfield, Brad McDonald, Pellegrino, Michalik, who are all pretty good A League performers. They all played at least 20, 20 games last season from them. And um, 
Yeah, uh, we've got the core. Um, the strike force is looking good. Simon, Kwasnick, McBreen, Abini, Michael Baird. That's that's a very strong one for me. And I, lo- I love our midfield. All under 25, all with great potential. Griffiths, McGlinchey, Bazanic and Amini. And well, is where are the goals going to come it? from? Is there going to be a heavy relying on Matt Simon for goals again this season? Oh, I think Matt, Matt Simon and Adam Kwasnick went goal for goal last season, pretty much. Um, Josh Rose chipped in with a few, as did Adam Kwasnick. Um. 